swept the technique. Hey, Houston, you're live in the hive with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All right, back. One hour of the books, two hours still to go. Second hour of the big show starting right now. It's Barry Laminac, it's Brian McDonald, myself, Joel Blank, as we take you all the way up until 6 p.m. this evening as Jeremy is out today, but he will be back tomorrow. Joe, if Jeremy's back, will return. If not, he'll find a way to fill in somewhere else. <laughs> If you missed the opening segment. All right, so we're kicking this whole managerial discussion around. And we got a lot of good responses from people as the best interactive show uh, on the station. Um, Someone said, not saying it's my choice, but if you're enamored with catchers, why not call Yadi Molina? Look, Yadi Molina managed in the the World Baseball Classic. Yadi Molina is another perfect example of another guy coming up after playing that's going to be highly regarded and considered for a managerial position because of the knowledge of the game because of the respect from other players and because of the fact that he was an all-star caliber player, probably a, a certified, a, a, a no question Hall of Famer, yeah. to where I'm not, you know, it's not, I'm not saying that I'm enamored with catchers. I'm just telling you how it is. You look it's at true. all the guys in the history of baseball that have been managers from Joe Torre to A.J. Hinch, um, AJ Hinch yeah. to what's a... Mike um, Socha. Socha is what I was World trying to Series. think of. Yep. Uh, you know, all these guys that were ex-catchers, make great managers. It's just because they're involved in every aspect of the game. But I think that Yachty's going... Look, I don't think it's the right call here, per se. But I think that right now, it's. I think I, I feel very confident that Yachty's going to be a manager in major leagues in the next three years. Well, and again, I don't disagree with that, right? Like, I don't disagree with Yachty being a manager. I don't disagree with... Uh, there's a lot of former players, whether they're, they're catchers or not, that... That end up making good. I mean, Joey Cora is, is, or excuse me, Alex Cora is another one. I named his brother, but, but also, I think you have to get a little bit of seasoning first. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, Cora went directly from the Astros uh, on the team, right? Or did he? Was he out a year or two, and then got the job? I want to say. He sat a year or two yeah, before he got I, his match. And I think what that means is those, those guys are getting the seasoning, right? They're getting uh, – they're either down at, at the affiliate at, – at some team's AAA affiliate learning the – because you know how to play. You know baseball, but there's also a different schedule. Well, like there's said, a different the checklist. There's a different – you know, eh, there's a whole different job description for being a coach it's, or a manager versus a player. It's – the moves that have to be made, yeah. The penalty, you know, the rules that have to be. You followed. better know the rules. How many yeah. options a guy has, right? You know, it, you might have the slam dunk guy you think is the perfect guy to add to your roster because of an injury, but you realize if you got to send a guy down that's out of options, do they want to risk losing a player? It's the you know the salary cap things when you want to get a player in the offseason. Those yeah. are all things that factor into it. So you're right. I think those are the idiosyncrasies that you need seasoning for. You're absolutely. Yeah. I think you're absolutely spot on with that. Uh, four five seven six says whoever we hire needs to be in step with Dana Brown. Miss me with letting Bagwell or Hinch be too involved with the hire. I agree with him, but that ain't going to happen. That's just not. That's not where this is. I'm sorry, but at this point, the Houston Astros are basically just the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is going to make all of the decisions, regardless of who the GM is. And if, if that means letting Bagwell get in his ear and advise him on what and those Reggie. decisions are going to be, El Reggie. Then that's how it's going to be. Yeah, Baggy Reggie and Dusty became the the boys' club. Right? Well, that's why uh, Click couldn't wait to get out. He was just ready. Well, but I don't think that he couldn't wait to get out. I think oh. it was that you know rich men with a lot of money don't like guys that don't 
understand how to communicate the way he expects you to. Well, I, I think yeah, but I I, I don't know. Uh, there was also the disrespect of of well, we'll re up you later, and then not offering a one him one year deal after winning the world. Yeah, yeah. there was there was some disrespect to go along with that. And also, I think his, under- his trade uh, of Rakiti for Contreras got next. So I, I I agree with Bear. I think Click did want to get out of here. Yeah, I, I think he, he couldn't have been happy. No, and you know it's different though than than Jeff Luno because. You know, Luno had some skins on the wall, and he was respected, and that was Crane's guy bringing him in. So he kind of worked in lockstep with him. But he also said, "Look, you got to fix this," and he trusted him to do so. And and you know, but that's part of being able to play the game with a manager too. You, re- I mean, with an owner, you know, the owner has a Type A personality. Yeah, you got to figure out a balance to be able to talk to him. Yeah, and Luno was the Type A personality, but he understood the right mix with an owner that Click yeah. never did. Yeah, that that that's very true. Um, and. What's weird is, you know, Dana Brown is is just notorious for his ability to scout. And that's why you went and got him, because you do understand that as the dynasty starts to come to a close, at some point you're going to look up and you're not going to have any of these great veterans and you're also not going to have a farm system. So I, I don't I, I assume that that's what the thought process was like, hey. Let's get a guy in that can manage the day-to-day team but also can help us replenish and rebuild to make another run at a dynasty down the road sometime. You kind of got to let him do his thing, right? Yeah, no. Just doesn't uh, feel like he's getting that chance. That's why I said when you start talking about, like, from a council perspective, if I'm Craig Council, do I want to get in the middle of this hornet's nest and try and figure out on every single day who I have to, you know, answer to and who is in charge and who's making decisions? But let me ask you this. If you're Craig Council, who gives you a better opportunity to be a World Series manager in in the next three to five yeah, years? Yeah, I was going to say roster matters, right? Yeah. Although I don't think that the Mets are as far off as people think because they forget two years ago that was a playoff team that had a whole lot of talent and they didn't have Justin Verlander. Yes, that they yes they had Max Scherzer, but they're going because of their owner. They're going to go out and spend again this offseason, and they're yeah. going to try and reload on pitching. They they have their closer who they didn't have all last year coming back. Yeah, you know, you know, Damn, the, the Frankie Lindor contract classic. is he overpaid? Yes, but he, is he still an above average shortstop? And Pete Alonso at first base, and some of the other guys that they have. Yes, that's a quality baseball team that is not that far away from competing again. But when you look at it and say, if I'm picking between two teams just simply on rosters alone, how could you not say that the Astros isn't the most attractive job on the market yeah i I would agree and 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 you got to consider this too do you want to go to a division with the rangers mariners angels and a's or do you want to go to a division where you see the braves and the phillies and you're like oh man and the marlins are on the come and you're just like what yeah i you're 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 basically the fourth best team with a lot of money in that division because the braves are going to continue to be great for that that could be your next baseball dynasty I mean, the Braves could be as loaded as the Astros. The, the reason, the pushback I would give you there is, and it, it's almost to the reason why I call the Dodgers the Utah Jazz of Major League Baseball. <laughs> That's outstanding because they are great. They are great teams in the regular season, but can they win the big one, or are they going to be the Braves of the old Braves, where you're right. damn good and you win the National League, but are you going to be able to win a World Series this year? They were head and shoulders the best team in baseball the entire regular season. And they peed all over themselves and, and didn't even sniff a, a league championship series. Yeah. So you have I mean, to but get- that's going to happen. You know, like, I think we also kind of have been spoiled by seven straight ALCS appearances. And this that's unprecedented. I mean, only the Braves have actually done that more. Even the Dodgers as good as they have been, like you said. So I think, 
I think what the Astros have accomplished is is really the exception think, and not the norm. You know what I think too, Barry? I think the two motivating factors for a manager taking this job is one that you still have a World Series caliber roster, mm-hmm. and two that there's still a stamp to be put on it by you, the next manager, to be point. able to say the window's not closing yet, and if I play my cards right and do things the right way, Good point. I can extend that window yeah. and we can possibly win some more. That's true. I mean, look, I'm just assuming the dynasty's coming to an end. I, hell, it might not. You know what I mean? Like, is is Jordan the new Altuve and Tucker's the new Bregman and Peng is the new Correa or, and, and Chaz is the new Springer? Well, there's your new dynasty, you know? See, like. I, that's where I think you're onto something that I've, we've talked about in the past and I've mentioned. The core four is not together anymore, but a, a core mm. four continues to be in place because yeah. you went from Springer and Correa and Altuve and Bregman to Jordan and Tucker and Altuve and Bregman. And mm. you can add and subtract along the way, but the key is you still have that middle of the lineup or that top of the lineup four guys that makes this engine run. So I think that that's why, as a manager taking this job, you would say there's an opportunity for me to kind of do work, you know, to the textures point, work in step with the organization. It would be preferable with Dana, but you're going to have to work with Crane. But to get the type of players as complementary players to keep this thing going. Yeah, And that's something we'll talk about in a little bit because there's a complementary player on a team that's about to get complimented as World Series champions that yeah. has a long history with the Houston Astros, that might be someone that you might entertain being an Astro. Well, I also have something I just wanted to ask you. I know we got to go to a break, yep. but it involves, you mentioned the Braves, and it triggered something in my head about eight straight NLCSs. Mm-hmm. i got a bone to pick. Barry's bone comes up next Wait as we continue minute. to roll on with Terrible the second transition. hour of the program. Uh, you want to try this? 713 <laughs> Text, call, hit us up on Twitch or Twitter. Much more of the show coming up next. Don't go anywhere. ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Hey, Razor Blunt Commentary. Delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Hey, back, rolling through hour number two of the three-hour extravaganza that is called the Killer Bees Monday through Friday. And when Barry's back in and we are reuniting the suspects, we also know that it has a little little flavor to that as well, which not a lot of people are disappointed in. So we appreciate Brian McDonald along for the ride as well. Someone texted in 1509, said, uh, bring Josh Hader back, trade for Max Kepler because Tucker wants a mega deal, or trade for Soto. Aragetti and four minor leaguers gets that. No, they didn't. No, it does not. Bagwell contract moves appear to be semi-working, yet it does have an Easterby feel to the organization. That's the fear with why Osmus won't get the job, in my opinion. Is it Jeff Easterby, really? I don't. It's different because Bagwell played the game. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't think Jeff, Jeff is Easterby as toxic. as a team chaplain. He was toxic. Should have never been. We talk oh. about ex-players getting elevated too quickly to their first me- coaching or managerial job, depending on the sport. Yeah. But the team chaplain getting to be president of football operations. Wasn't he like director of... That's like naming Rafael Stone your general manager. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> couldn't help it. That's like, I mean, wasn't he like, um, oh, what was his title in New England? It wasn't just chaplain. It was like, he was like director of... Uh, 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 oh, I can't think of the Religious word. Religious relations? No... Player development? 
No, I'm forgetting the because name what, of it. Because didn't they say that he fudged that resume and he had to change it? Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but yeah. he was with Jacksonville I for mean, a year. The dude is nothing more than a camp counselor, but he was, oh, character coach. There, dude, what? Character coach? He's like, hey, you know who else likes wine? Jesus, like, get over here. Like, what are you, this is not, and I think the difference between the two is like, Easterby was just toxic, right? I, I remember talking to somebody that had pretty good sources within the organization that would say, dude, when he would show up either to a meeting or walk in the locker room or a room where it would just, he was like Moses. He would literally, it would part like the Red Sea. People did not want to be around him. They trust him. They did not like him. Dude, he went. He was a tryhard. He'd be like, what's up, my brother? And it'd be like, okay, no. He took. He took guys that were ball boys when they were actually b- kids that had been with the organization on game days for 20-plus years going? and sent them a letter and said, we're going in another direction. You don't fit the character. <laughs> and they let him, and let him go in the mail. You fired the ball boy? Firing ball boys that were now ball adults with kids that have been doing it for 20-some years. He's firing. They got like one of those. It's like a, they got a dog that runs out and grabs the tee. He's like, Scrappy, we got to let you go. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I dogs had, are the devil. I knew people in the front office that said That's it was so hilarious. divided to your yeah. point that you were either, when, when O'Brien was still there, when they had, they had the divorce from being best friends, you were either Team O'Brien or you were Team Jack. And Team Jack got rid of all the Team O'Brien people. Yeah. The minute that he got all that control, that's, that's just, how far he would take it. And and I don't think that Bagwell is the same way. I you just can't, you I can't just, make the comparison simply because yeah. there was no resume that dictated and validated anything that Jack Easterby would do, done, or got the job he got. Whereas Bagwell, you can at least say, hey, look, he was a hitting coach yeah. after he played, and he's a Hall of Famer as a player. Yeah, You respect the knowledge the guy has of the game. And, and I mean, I think, though, if you do that, then you definitely have to make Bagwell the character coach. Now look, uh, if you, you put got, Baggy and Ron Washington together, oh boy, bringing Tony Larusa as a special oh advisor. Boy. Oh my God! Every Astros game is just brought to you by Coors Light, Bud Light, Gentle Ben. Like that's just the best. Like we're not taking the team bus anywhere. Okay, I don't think it's a party bus. They're all pedaling on the way. to Someone said just let Mattress be Mac be the manager because he don't take crap from anybody. Uh, that, that goes under the category of anyone can manage this team. That's true. That's like, true. Like this Although, team's still good enough that one of the Mac, three of us could do it. But he's going crazy. I love him. Yeah. You know? I the 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 I mean we're get, I, I love Mac. For what he's done for this city, he'll always be an angel. Oh, no doubt. I just love the prefacing by trying to lay the groundwork. He's going crazy <laughs> because, one, I mean, he's his ass. He's is, taking out newspaper ads for everything. His ass is too old to be at the top of a tower. Hey, I'm not coming down until I sell 10,000 mattresses. I think they were like, Mac, bro, this is this. the market is saturated. You have done so many giveaways. I heard his latest one. If Ukraine wins the war, your mattresses. What? No, you can't do that. People are dying, but... Go Ukraine, because I didn't get in on the other. <laughs> so go Ukraine. Let's send him more money. But it's like, he's just like, I don't know. It's too much. He's doing the most, as the kids I, see, would say. And I love him. I, I love him. him and I know it's your boy. Yeah, it's my boy. I've known him for a That's long time. That's why you're time. not saying anything, and I no, don't no, blame no, no, you. No, 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 because I would tell him to his face, the, the last, it's a lot. I, even when we did a show, and I used to have him on, and I used to say, you know, you could run for mayor at any time in this city 
and you would win hands down having never got into politics. Yeah, but now he is. But now politics. that he's getting into politics, it's a bad look. Yeah, it's changed yeah, people's yeah, impression. Yeah. And you, you know what? And, and he was spotless going into all of yeah. that. He didn't need to do that. And you can have your feelings and donate your money and do those sure. things. But when you start doing the commercials, it's one thing. But then you start taking on the, the political people that you lose to when you support the other candidate or the people in office. Yeah. It's a bad look that you didn't need because you and had you, no bad looks other than that. Right. And you alienated a huge section of the population in, in which you had everybody on your side. Too, exactly. You had you had both sides of the political aisle on your team just because you were happy go lucky Matt and I'm in the top of a tower and I'm gonna sell you a mattress and hey 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 and then and then he was like it's rigged and you're like what oh my god no don't do this Mac you're all of this that you've built and you know it's affecting him because like like you said B Mac he's starting to take out ads and papers I saw him doing a commercial where I heard it where it was like you know what We've been around forever, and we love you. Gosh, dog it, we just we love you, and we love you. And it was you could just feel it was an apology commercial without being an like. Please don't abandon me, please. Like we love you again. It's when, like ugh. when you are Teflon in a city, when yeah. you are on a pedestal so high there's not a crane, even a gym that could get you off of it. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you start doing things that start whittling away at your own pedestal. It, it yeah. just—it was. I just—I think if he had a redo, he should have never done it. I—I I agree hundred percent. Because Mattress Mac is to Houston what Joel Osteen should have been, and I—I I say that as a joke, but, but it's you're right. true too. You know, it's very true. You're and, right. And and he's all that good work and good favor, kind of. It's like, not gone, gone, but. Like I, some people crapped on his video against Mattress Firm, not letting him throw out the first pitch. Oh, well, I'd never have a problem with that. I loved what he did. There, yeah, I'm right. Good with because that. that's part of why people love him in this city. Get out because there. he's yeah, pro he's Houston, he's pro Astros, and and he's pro you know little man become, making it big. Right. Exactly. Yep. But now he's taking it to the point where he's handing out shirts that say "Screw Mattress Firm." <laughs> that's too far. I, you I mean, to, I, you don't have to do that. I would do that, but I'm petty, right? Oh, you're yeah. a Mattress Mac. You don't have to be petty. Yeah, don't let me question that whether you're petty. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Don't he doesn't have to do that, and it's sad. And I don't know who's advising him anymore. Or I don't think, I don't think anyone ever has really. I think it's he's always would, been would he a one man band. Advisor at this point, I don't think he would. He that's a good point. I mean, he's he's at that age though where one of his kids needs to be like that. Stop. I'm okay. just going to be honest with y'all, though. We got it. There has never been a time where Mattress Mac would would have allowed anyone to tell him how to run any aspect of his business. True. Oh, yeah. I, and I and based on what he started with to what he turned it into, there's no reason to argue. Yeah, but PR is different than running your business, right? No one's going to tell you about your marketing. No one's going to tell you about what mattresses to buy. No one's going to – you know what I mean? But – but your PR and and the things that you do that are public facing that alienate a large segment of the population in this city, someone's got to be in his ear, you know. No, I mean, you know, but I mean, look, he's kept it internal with his family too. You know, sure. Linda worked in all aspects of the business. Now she runs Westside. Is it still tennis club or is it animal preserve or is it both? I mean, I, I've heard oh, they're, they're preserving animals like like pears and stuff. Like they just put I mean, them in this a is jar what and... we do in the suspects anyway. You get off the rails. But remember that story about the guy that was what on trail for murder? Yeah. But then they found out he was on trial for murder because he was housing a Bengal tiger in his house. Yes. The sanctuary that they found that would take the tiger and volunteered to take the tiger was Westside Tennis Center and Animal Sanctuary. <laughs> 
they just put them out there on the tennis court? It's no, like uh, evidently it's like part of what they did when they developed that is a weird all aspects combo. of yeah. Uh, yeah. But evidently, Linda, because remember now, when you walked into Gallery Furniture forever and a day and you still could do it, they've got animals all over the place. They've got yeah, cockatoos true. and monkeys and all different places and cages, depending on which section of the store you're in. Don't start with me. <laughs> so they just kind of extended it, I believe, and they made, wow. made Westside Tennis Club, which was a large piece of property, into also It's like dodgeball, right? If you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. If you can, if you can ace a tiger, you can ace somebody else in tennis. That's wild. Yeah. I don't know. That's... So it's a whole different business there's model. There's that I aspect guess. as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got a little off the rails, but we got 90 in the books, 90 still to go in the big show. That means nice. plenty more opportunities for you guys to get involved. We'll chop it up on some Texans, too. We had tons of interaction on the Astros topics. We can always get back to it. Someone did say bring back Mike Fires so we can get booed every day. No one ever <laughs> thought ever those two words mean a good idea ever again for the Astros. So that's not going to happen. But if you do want to get in on the program, you know how to do it. 713-780-3776. He's Barry. I'm Joel. That's Brian behind the glass. Back with more in just mere minutes on the Killer Bees ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM. Anyone can have a hot take on sports. You're going to continue to be a bunch of soft, underperforming, tattooed millionaires? But that's not what these guys are about. Joel and Jeremy are real, actual human beings, guys that have lives, families, and feelings and stuff. So it's WTF Wednesday. WTF, why the face? Where these guys let you in on their non-sports interests, goals, and dare I say it, dreams. But more than likely, they're going with all of the WTF moments of the past week. It's WTF Wednesday. Why the face? With the Killer Bees. All right, back to the second half of the big show. 90 in the rearview mirror, 90 still to go. The windshield is wide and clear, so let's just drive forward. BMAC, introduce Barry Lamanek to Why the Face Wednesday. Yeah, this will be my first time uh, doing Why the Face Wednesday as nice. well. But well, uh, Screw it, I'll introduce both of you. <laughs> introduce both of us, yeah. So just some uh, weird stories that uh, would have you saying uh, WTF as a reaction to this and maybe get you guys to weigh in on whether you think these are good ideas or bad ideas. So first up, DoorDash is now warning customers that your food might get cold if you don't tip. Uh, DoorDash has added a pop-up in its app this week, warning customers that orders with, uh, that, that, that orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. Upon seeing the prompt in a since-deleted tweet, uh, The Verge, which I got, where's where I got this uh, story, confirmed that if you try to enter a $0 tip amount on DoorDash while placing an order, an alert will appear below the warning, prompting you to add a tip or continue without a tip, letting you know that basically drivers can see how much they're going to get paid ahead of time. And if you don't add in a tip, then they're not going to take your order, which means you have to wait longer to get a driver. Hell no. That's some BS. I'm done. This goes no. back to the pizza delivery guy that saw the house that he was delivering to, and then she still tipped him a, a, a substantial amount. Yeah, and he said it wasn't enough. Right. Bro, first of all, I don't door dash. I mean, we know don't that. We don't I don't want nobody snacking on my fries oh, on the that's way. Right. We talk about people not washing their hands. I think I'm dressing somebody to handle my hamburger and, and you french fries. You sound like a guy that's had his lettuce tossed <laughs> before. I mean, stolen. Careful now. I'm not. Oh, no. it's true. So I don't do DoorDash, and 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 then you're gonna tell me now you're gonna not bring my food because I didn't put a tip on there. Like when I order oh, pizza, they're gonna bring it. It's just gonna be cold. But when I order pizza, I don't tip on there. You know why? Because I tip in cash. Because somebody had told me like, yeah, I think Domino's or whoever gets a cut. So they I'm share like, it. oh yeah, well I'll just tip in cash, and then you ain't gotta tell nobody. And maybe they'll feel sorry for you, gave you some more money at the end of the shift, but I don't put the tip on there. You know why? You said shift, right? I said shift. Okay. Tipping is for services rendered, not expected. And if you show up with my Papa John's pizzas and you didn't bring me all my cheese and garlic, bro, I'm not tipping you. 
I mean, I'll give you a couple dollars, but I'm not giving you what I was going to give you. No, because you, 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 you fumbled I, I, the bag. I, I will say, in, in the defense of DoorDash drivers, they're handed the food as is. They're not allowed to open up the food to make sure you got all the garlic, you got all the whatever. They're handed the food as is. So I would take out that anger on Papa John's or whoever versus the DoorDash. Driver. Oh, he can do that, too. Yeah. But I think this is where it crosses the line. Like, if you're telling me I got to tip you in order to assure that my food is hot, then why am I using the service in the first place? Dang. I might as well go pick it up or Dang. eat dine-in. So only... it defeats the purpose to some degree. Have you ever used DoorDash? We have not. Uh, the only time I've ever had food delivered besides pizza was... I take that back. Lisa has used it for the kids a couple she times. Has. Yeah, we use one of them. Yeah, I think... Or Uber Eats, one yeah. or the other. Now, we do it for the grocery delivery and stuff. Oh, sometimes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, a, like, H-E-B yep, does delivery, yep. but I don't use, like, uh, what's the one, Postmates or whatever? No. So they just randomly, they'll they'll deliver whatever. Well, but this, okay, but do you tip on a t- uh, on a pickup of a to-go order? Yes. I do, too. Uh, but I'll only do, like, 10%. I had to come in and get it. That'd be like me having to go get my own water refills every time if you're the waiter. Yeah, you're, you're not, not get getting all... me extra chips yeah. and filling my water glass and doing those right. things. But I do appreciate the hustle of understanding you're still putting together my order and getting it right, which most cases they don't anyway. But I no. still tip. Yeah, I agree. Do I, I'll you? do like a 10%. Yeah, yeah, I tip, okay. I tip uh, pickup orders. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I don't, I mean, the only time I've had food delivered besides uh, pizza was Chick-fil-A. That's it. Okay. I just, ah. Uh, I mean, I mean uh, specifically Chick-fil-A, usually those bags come taped up. You're so worried right. about them messing with it? No. I mean, I trust I, Chick-fil-A. Okay. Listen, man, Chick-fil-A is like... It's like that aunt that you have that just all she does is go to church. She loves Jesus and she loves her nieces and nephews. Well, Chick-fil-A does love Jesus. She ain't messing with nobody. You know what I mean? They're they're good. They're good in my book. Nah, I trust them. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think that's that's a bad look that's for DoorDash. bad look. And, and, and I think that that could have an impact on their business if they if they would have stood by that comment. That's ridiculous. Yep. All right, next one up. This is uh, kind of, I don't know if you've ever been down to the one of the bayous in, in Clear Lake. There's signs that will say, like, don't harass the alligators. And you wonder, why do we have that sign? Let the people who harass the, alli- or harass the alligators be eliminated from our gene pool. And this kind of falls into that category as well. So this is in North Carolina. Eight miles of the Blue Ridge Parkway in North Carolina around Asheville have been closed because people and guests are trying to hold a baby bear that keeps wandering around the highway. And uh, so the National Park Service officials, like I said, are closing the eight-mile stretch because they're worried that if the bears get used to, obviously, humans trying to feed it there, then the baby bear is going to keep coming back. Maybe, obviously, bigger bears start coming back. And right now, being the time of year we're in, Bears are trying to load up for hibernation or even more prone to uh, taking food from humans. So they're closing down eight miles of this parkway till further notice until the point that the bear basically gets bored or believes the food's not coming back, and then they're going to reopen it. I I think this is under the list of, like, what is it, the Darwin Awards and everything? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking about with the the alligator You've done enough by posting the sign. If yeah. your dumbass ignores them, this is like Yosemite, where they said don't feed or get near the big yaks or whatever. <laughs> buffalo. Right. Or, or right. Buffalo. And then the <laughs> buffalo maimed and destroyed someone that decided they wanted to get that selfie picture with a buffalo. Exactly. Your dumbass asked for that. Yeah. There's no way I feel sorry for you, and that shouldn't be where all the other patrons of the park have to suffer. And you shouldn't be shutting down highway because some dumbass decides they're going to make a teddy bear and Teddy Ruxpin out of a freaking thing that could destroy you just because you thought it'd be cute to put it on your lap. I also hope it goes all over you. 
wow. Just a little bear poop action yeah, going, too. let it all go. Like, you dumbass human. This thing's got a claw that could rip your freaking face off. It's pretty stupid. You know, it, it's... People are... I'm amazed. Just say it. People are stupid. I'm amazed at how dumb people are. I really am. I'm amazed at, like you said, the, the whole don't get too close to a buffalo. They're mean. Like, it just people are dumb. And I'm with you. If you try to hold a bear and the bear eats your face, let your dumb ass See, fall. that's You know, the other follow and the Yosemite story, what was even worse? They had to put down the buffalo because the buffalo Should've. killed a human. The buffalo was smart. And didn't like someone getting Bro. in its private space and took care of its business yeah. after the dumbass human was dumb and got too close. And the buffalo, could you imagine? You're just out there minding your own buffalo business. You know what I mean? You're just <laughs> doing buffalo things. Like, I'm out here roaming. I don't know. That's all I know the buffalo do. Yeah, can you is detail roam. what buffalo things are? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a buffalo checklist. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I got to get up. I got to brush my hair, wool, whatever that thing is. I got to sharpen my horns. You ever eat I don't a know if they chip? have horns. Yes. Uh, not that. For Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Careful what you would have to. I, yeah. uh, you Sounds know, pretty crappy. You got to. Okay. That kind of chip. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, you know, I got to go make. I got to. Where do you think Buffalo Wings come from? It's on the list of things they have to do. And then you're out here just messing that up and out here. It wasn't avoid a human so I don't get shot and put down because this moron. I'm minding the, my own damn business. I'm doing it for the gram. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm doing it for the Ram. Take that. And now yeah. I'm shot. I- I'm minding my own business. And Ch- Chanel decides that she needs yeah. that, uh, that that TikTok video of a lifetime. And she gets uh. more than she bargained for. And they're going to kill me? Is I? You know what I wanted to say? And I don't mean this. Don't. <laughs> don't. It, I don't mean You've this. You've doing so they, well. I know. They You're going to say it anyway. They put the wrong person down. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we all thought it. I don't mean it. Shout out to Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, one last one uh, for What the Face uh, Wednesday. A restaurant in Georgia is now tacking on a $50 fee to customers who are showing, quote, an inability to parent. So this is actually listed on their... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. I'm in. <laughs> is this, this a is, shark tank? I'm in. This is listed on their menu. This is the uh, Tacoa Riverside Restaurant in Georgia. And on the menu, it reads, Adult Surcharge for Adults Unable to Parent Their Kids. And so there was a mom in mm. Florida who thought their kids were being well-behaved. And it says that she has 11 kids between 3 and 8 at the table. Ain't no way 11 kids at this table is well-behaved. asked by the same guy? <laughs> Three and eight. I mean, that's well. There's only one uterus, so it doesn't matter, it matter how many guys. It might not between, have been all her kids. Yeah. 11, 11 well, that's what kids I meant. Are they all ages of three and eight? I don't know. Unless there's some triplets. Even still, what are you like, driving to get all yeah. eleven kids? Must, to the be, rest must be multiple yeah. moms with you know multiple sets You're, of kids. But wow, they got enough high like, chairs. That's like a that's a whole football team. Where are you sitting them? Three to eight. I'm charging oh them fifty God. bucks for the banquet room. You know where what? You got to sit them. I'd be like. Kids, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get some cigarettes. And and that would be it. They would be, oh, you think that's a bad surcharge? How about now you have 11 kids that are yours? I'm done. See, Barry hates kids. Oh, right? my God. So this is right down his ass. A, yes, I love this well, you, idea. You'll like, you'll like this line then uh, coming up, Barry. So the mom thought her kids were being behaved well. So she was surprised when the manager confronted her and told her that she was going to be charged the $50 uh, fee. So apparently... Uh, when when confronted with that, the uh, owner of the restaurant got in her face and told her, "Quote: 
your kids belong to Burger King and not at my restaurant. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! You know, Sounds Taylor, like Barry's on board. My man! T- Taylor's going to kick your ass. Uh, I know. <laughs> she already keeps tabs and receipts on uh, you. Taylor's going to kick your yeah, ass. Yes, she is. And she can, too. I love this, though. Oh, my God. I'm so in on this. They're, they actually have, and, and there should be more of them, but there are rare, but there are a few restaurants where it's like, after five, it's adults only. Yeah, you can't even bring it I'm in, in yeah. on that. Bro, See, I'm sorry. We Look, don't tolerate. You're a great dad. Yeah, we don't tolerate And, and your kids are well-behaved. But not everybody can say that. And I didn't choose to have little hellions. You know what I mean? We chose to get cats, and they don't go out to eat with us. And, you know, I want to just enjoy a meal. But you mean your emotional this, support cat doesn't come out to No, hell no. And then there's kids running around and slamming things and screaming. And, oh, God. If Go to Chuck See, E. Cheese. I don't want to eat It here. shouldn't have to come to the point where a parent has to face a fine. They should just Love know this. how to be a parent well enough that you, if your kids are acting up, you take them outside. Yeah, but the problem is, I mean, the reason this exists is because a lot of parents don't. Like, if we mean, had one of our girls the act up, we probably just running leave. around the table, Facts. and the parents are not even paying attention to them at all. I, you know what? When my dad was in the hospital, I was at the ICU. You're in, the, I'm in the ICU, okay, in the waiting room, ICU, and there's these kids, two kids running around the the waiting room of the ICU screaming. And you know me, I've talked about this yeah. before. I had to count them. I was like, how? Hey, knock it off. Why y'all screaming? And the dad was there. And he looked at me and I was like, bro, go outside. This is an ICU. Right. And they went outside. Why do I have to do that? Why would I have, like, how do you not comprehend that your yeah, kids see, shouldn't be screaming that's what in certain places? The parents have to be better parents and realize that it's not just how the kid was made. It's what you're supposed to learn along the way to make sure that the kid's brought up the right way. Yes. That's you know, the biggest part of it. Because like I said, we would go outside. If one of our girls was acting up, oh, yeah. we'd go outside. Put them in the trunk. Go back in and finish no, eating. No, not that's not. No, By the way, the next works. day, it was so funny. Uh, back in ICU, because he was in there for a whole month. Yeah, back in ICU the next day, they come walking up, and one of the kids like started screaming. And I heard the guy go, hey, 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 stop. That man's going to yell at you again. I was like, yeah. See? What? That's you got a reputation now. Now you're parenting through proxy. Like, how bad are you at this? You're this, actually pretty terrible. good at being mean to kids. You got that? I'll shush a kid. I don't care. I will. My daughter will whoop your ass. (laughs) I know. You would. They would. Lisa would. Everybody would. Oh, Lisa would be right. Well, maybe. (laughs) If they deserved it, it would be. be I feel like if I shushed the blanks and the blank kid, it would be a prison style attack, right? Like you, Lisa would walk by and quick stab me in the liver and hand it to you, and you would be walking the other way. And then here comes Taylor. You would hand it back to her. She'd quick stab me in the leg. It would be a. Yeah, you guys would have a whole plan. I know this. I mean, you don't know what we practice on our off time. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything. The odds, the odds aren't zero that Joel has a shank. I'm just, I'm just saying I the odds aren't shank. zero. I got a freaking hammer. Gonna, he is the hammer. I'm going right. to drop the hammer on him. All right, we're going to continue to roll on, take a break, and we got a whole lot more coming up, so don't go anywhere. It is the, it is the usual suspects version of the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM. Before we go to the break, I want to tell you, about my good friends at the Hollingsworth Law Firm. And I tell you about them because of the fact that they are the best in the business at taking care of you, Houstonians, when you start talking about needing someone on your side when you get in a car accident. Because they're not just carwrecktexas.com for kicks and giggles. They're carwrecktexas.com because that's what they specialize in, and that's what they're going to do for you. They're going to be in your corner every step of the way. And by the way, the key is you don't pay until you win. There's no... 
tons of fees adding up every time you have a consultation or you talk on the phone. There's no fees adding up when they're talking to the insurance company or dealing with the other person involved and their lawyer. No, they only get paid when they win, and that means they're going to be focused on winning every step of the way for you. That means dealing with the insurance company and making sure your vehicle is repaired the right way and it's just the way it was before the accident, that you are repaired the right way, that all your medical bills are taken care of, all the pain and suffering is under consideration, that you're going to be 100% before you walk away from all the details of the accident. They specialize in auto accidents. You don't want just a general attorney that does a whole lot of things because do they really do anything well the way you need it when it involves you? I think not. You think about it like a boxing match. You need someone that's going to be in your corner every round, every punch, every step of the way until you win. That's exactly what you get from the Hollingsworth Law Firm. Check them out today because I'm telling you, that's the only place I recommend. I sent some of my friends there. I sent a buddy of mine there that needed someone that speaks Spanish. They have bilingual associates standing by. They helped him every step of the way to get everything that he deserved and needed to get, and they can do the same for you. Call them today, 713-999-8773. That's 713-999-8773. Or like I said, just check them out online at carrectexas.com. What about the murderous Jays? We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three Jays. Coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the Killer Bees and Murderous Jays. Not my first rodeo with this guy. Barry Laminac, Brian McDonald, and myself, Joel Blank, as we take the Killer Bees through the final touches of hour number two of the three-hour extravaganza God, known as the Big Show. By. It is flying by, as it normally does when we get reunited, and it feels all right. Uh, Jeremy will be back tomorrow. Joe, if Jeremy comes back, will be. If not, of course, it'll be TBD. But we love having BMAC involved as well. Um, we'll get to some Texans talk in a minute, but Tyler wanted to get in here on this DoorDash situation as well as some Astros talk. Tyler, what's going on? What's up, guys? Uh, great segment today. Uh, thank you. Always a pleasure to listen DoorDash is crazy. I don't know who uses this thing. I'm gonna, I want to give a hot tip to Houston. If you want food, call a restaurant, tell them what you want, get in your car, on your bike, on your truck, go to that restaurant. They're going to bring you the food, and you can check it. If it's cold, don't pay for it. If it's good, tip them a couple bucks. Have a beer while you wait. You're still coming out on top. That DoorDash stuff is crazy, man. As people... Uh, People are nuts. Anyways. Well, and you know what? You have a good wild. point, too, because the, the DoorDash fees for a restaurant actually really cuts into their profits and their margins, and you're you're kind of doing a disservice to the mom-and-pop chains. Yeah. Like the McDonald's' of the True. world and whatnot, they can fade that. But, yeah, you're right. If you've got a favorite little pizza joint or Italian restaurant that's mom-and-pop owned, go get it instead. Yeah. Call and pick it up. You know, I mean, look, if you want to spend $38 for a cold Big Mac to be delivered to, you know, the wrong house, and then you have to text somebody on an app to resolve it, be my guest, but I ain't doing it. Never used it. Never will. It, it's all crazy to me. Um, now, listen, we got to talk about the batter's eye box. All right. Admit it, made. This thing is like, it's like ivy. You know, if, if you sat up in the suite at the batter's eye box, you look down, it's all textured. We got to cut it down, boys. I want something dark green. Got to be nice and matte, solid. We can't win at home. Uh, we yeah. got to change something. I want to. Well, I want to get in there and trim the hedges. Hey Tyler, yep. did Adolis Garcia have any problem with the batter's eye? Thank you. 
It's you know what it is. It's, it's it, the worst excuse on the planet for a team that just fell short. And 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 let's be honest, it has nothing to do with the batter's eye. If you're going to do anything in the outfield, you've got to bring back the flagpole. No, you don't. Yeah, flagpole. you do. You bring back the flagpole, oh, okay. but but move it in more. Like move it to where like your center fielder can lean on it. That's like having peanut butter without jelly. Because what you're saying is you can have the don't flag the pull back, back, which if you don't bring Towels Hill back. I, I want it right behind the pitcher's mound. So now when Fromber has nice. some mistakes, he's running into a pole as well. I like that. I have so many bad How? memories, like Bregman falling flat on his face, like on an angle because he hit the the hill. Oh, wait, Berkman? Oh, Berkman. Berkman. Yeah. Berkman. Yeah. yeah, not Bregman, Berkman. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, who was the big power hitter from Milwaukee that Richie hit the, Sexton? Richie Sexton yeah. hit a the monster pole, bomb right? off the flagpole. Yeah, it was like it, it would have been like a 450 foot bomb, but it hit I halfway up See? the flagpole and he ended up with a triple. triple. Already, yeah. you're saving runs. Oh god! So what you're telling me, Joel, is I nailed 10th it. Tenth fielder. You're, yeah, you're telling me I nailed it. Tenth and eleventh with the hill. Come on. In fact, you know what? Don't just bring back Tows Hill. Bring back Tows Hills. I want one in right. <laughs> I want one in left. Okay, that's stupid. I'm thinking, because here I am, you know me, because I got the marketing hat on. Yeah. I'm like, but if you brought it back and you called it the fair pole, and then uh, and you sponsored it by what? A, an attorney. Uh, Hill you Country want a fair. fair trial. Oh, yeah. yeah but there if you can't you have go. an attorney because you got to have something that's an easy giveaway. Like, if you hit the fair pole, you get. Right. Uh, so you got to figure yeah. what that get would be. You get be. run over by a semi, but then you get $4 million. Yeah, because not everybody needs. Steve Hollingsworth and the Holling, like Hollingsworth Law Firm to sponsor the fair poll. Right. But I like it. See, if we bring these See? things back and sponsor them, the Astros can afford I, to go out and get more players. I, as somebody out Jim there, hasn't made enough money. Somebody yeah, exactly. out there is as nerdy as me that can look up. When did they get rid of Towels Hill? And let's look up what was their home production oh, you're do this before Towels Hill. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll well, do it right now. Do you know what? Spare I'm time. sitting out the rest of the show. I'm doing this. <laughs> you got important Good night. I mean, <laughs> the, thing I would, that, the thing with the batters I that drives know. me nuts is, you know, because Jeremy says it's legit. He said he's talked to people. And, you know, obviously the Astros are concerned about it because they said they're going to they're, they're taking they're going to do something different before the start of next season to fix the problem. The problem is that the visiting team didn't have any problems with it. That's my problem. Exactly. It's not like the Astros had zero games where they scored above 10 runs. I mean, it wasn't like it was, they, they scored one run every single home game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just admit that you guys, you didn't perform well at home. I, I keep going back to this. It's the same thing where one year McCullers couldn't win at home and could only win on the road. The next year, by the way, he could only win the opposite way. He could only win at home and not on the road. So it's fluky. It's baseball. It's a baseball thing. Could there be something to some of the green? Sure. But if it's not affecting the visiting team, I'm not going out of my mind trying to figure it out. Well, and you know what's hilarious is is Astros fans look for excuses this year about, oh, well, what is it? Um, when it was actually used also as an excuse in 2017 to combat the cheating arguments from dumbass Dodger and Yankee fans online whenever they would say that. And that's my argument. They were better on the road than they were at home. But you're not, like, freaking out then. Everyone was using that as a, look at us. We didn't even, we cheated and we were still bad at home. We won on the road. Yay. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. Because yeah, they're not I, winning World Series. I think of all, you know, do I want them to go out and spend money? Absolutely. Do I want them to find a bat in the outfield and some bullpen help? Absolutely. Those are conversations I'm willing to have. Do I want to be focused on the batter's eye? No. I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a cop-out and an excuse. Completely agree. 100%. 
So that's that's all I have to say about that. So 2016 is when Taos Hill was officially gone. Okay. Never to be heard from again, mm. I hope. And then they start oh, winning World would, Series see, and, and go on the run, baby! so well, and then you get off on one of your little conspiracy okay. oh, theories. Sorry. And then Leonard Nimoy, who a lot of people don't even know anymore. You know why? In search of and Barry Laminick. Because Taos Hill, Taos a lot Hill. of people don't know this. The reason the Astros, they had a World Series in Minute May, didn't win it. They get rid of it. They win. They go to seven straight ALCSs after getting rid of it. And they win two World Series. Do you know why? Because the careers of Bagwell and Biggio were buried under Towns Hill, and they had to get rid of that cemetery, and that's why they've oh, been good ever since. Indian burial ground. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> look at the exactly. time. Look at the time. We're talking about what career what you call bar- it, by the way. An Indian burial ground. An Indian burial ground. And Native that American. Note, sorry. Yes. Wow. Shout out to Cleveland. Good night. <laughs> we're going to go to break and come back with Texans talk. We got to go on that one. We'll wrap that Astros talk up for now. And now we're going to get into some Texans talk as we get ready for the weekend. Hey, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the schedule. Oh, no. There's something that we can discuss there as much, as well as uh, Barry's in-depth analysis of wide receiver ones available in the 2004 free agency class. What? T. I'm Higgins. still on Tows Hills. I'm still on Indian <laughs> Barrel. <laughs> well, at least you didn't uh, Chris Broussard it. No, 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 yeah, I did oh. right before the show. Yeah, I heard it. Too. I didn't realize that. I wonder if Fox was like, management wow. heard it because oh, if they did, you think? Chris Broussard should be looking for work mm. or at least not working for a while. All right, two hours in the books, one hour still to go. Final hour of the show comes up next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM.